Hey folks, welcome to Season 3, Episode 11 of the AppSec Podcast. On this episode, Robert and I are joined by Jim Manico, and Jim is back for a third visit to the AppSec Podcast, and this episode he focuses in on the OWASP Cheat Sheets Project. What are they, how do you use them, and how do they impact developers? We hope you enjoy. The Application Security Podcast. Here we go. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Application Security Podcast. So today, Chris and I are joined by Jim Manico, who actually has a distinction of being with us for three times. Uh, we're just thinking about crowning him as the king here because uh, three times here. Welcome, Jim. I I, I got to say, Robert, that's a real nice way to introduce me. You know, um, my, my wife often when I'm at home, she'll be like, Hey, your majesty, you need you want some water? And I, I don't feel the sincerity <laughs> of when she refers to me as your majesty. And you, I, I feel a lot more sincerity from you, Robert. I of appreciate course. that. You're I welcome. You. Very kind. I'm honored. I'm honored to be to be abs, the king of the AppSec, AppSec podcast. I'll take that for now. <laughs> and I want to challenge, I want to challenge other great speakers and other great AppSec thinkers to to take my crown and do four. And keep going. This, this is a this is a great conversation, an important conversation to have. Yeah, and I'm it gonna is, absolutely. I want to go off the script here for a second because I just thought of something that uh, I'm curious as to you know, you're, Jim, you're really heavily involved in the OWASP universe, and I'm curious as to what have you been working on lately. I know one of the things you've been working on lately, but what are some of the other things that you've been doing lately as uh, as you're moving projects forward? You know, it's you know, since I was on the board, my my participation has waned. You know, I'm still actively doing things that I want to talk about, but I'm trying to like, in, I'm trying to back and back up and support other AppSec rock stars who have time and passion to donate to OWASP. So, you know, one of the original projects that I worked on is the, the cheat sheet series. And I, I'm in transition of moving that to, to Dominique um, Rigetto, uh, one of our European OWASP um uh, members and he's been helping make suggestions that are that really raise the bar in a lot of areas around the cheat sheet. Things like the work he's done with the Java injection cheat sheet. So th these are taking cheat sheets from thought pieces to code samples, and and so so we're co leaders now. And and anywhere I can help do that, I think is good for me as an OWASP leader to bring in fresh meat and fresh blood to to help you know help the volunteer efforts of producing quality content. Let me actually answer your question though. Your question was, what else am I working on? Um, I I'm doing some of the work on the ASVS. We're a little bit behind right now. We're trying to get ASVS 3.1 out, which, which, which triages lots of questions and comments from the field from 3 and 3.01. So that's the application security verification standard. That's what I got to get my my eyeballs into uh, I did a little bit like last month and I really got to dive into that to bring that to completion. That's a, that's a project, a lot of visibility into it these days. That's led by Andrew Vanderstock and Daniel Cuthbert and, and myself. So that's, 
that's something. And today, in, we're, we're just wrapping the OWASP Proactive Controls 3.0. This is a project that Andrew Vanderstock and myself started a while ago. I've, I've been keeping up with it, and uh, Katie Anton and Jim Bird have joined the project as co-leads. And, and a, a lot of it's a, a lot of the lot, lot of the work of the OWASP Proactive Controls comes from a broad audience of people. And um, we're finishing up the final polish of the doc. The editing's done. We're getting that to final, like artistic, final PDF creation and getting it on the wiki. But we're about to release the proactive controls. And I, I wasn't in those two projects. I, I'm some lead. I, I'm, I have some kind of leadership attachment to it. One of the projects I just participate in is the OWASP Top Ten. And Andrew. Vanderstock and three other awesome people have taken over leadership of the project. I'm super happy. They asked me if I wanted my name on it. I said, no, I don't deserve it. And they're like, Jim, you have, uh, you know, just math. You have a, like one of the top number of comments in GitHub. who is hassled us with questions. So you might as well be on it. So that's very, that's very kind of them. I'm happy to, I'm very proud to have my name on a document like the OWASP top 10 because of the level of visibility. And, and other things, you know, we see little bugs being submitted to the OWASP Java encoder, some kind of dependency issue with some of the SAPI integration stuff that, that I'm not like really doing it myself. I'm more like handling email and asking other intelligent people like Jeff Ikonowski or Jeremy Long to do the work. But you know, I'm, I'm playing like a, like a triage project manager like role on some projects like that. Um, and uh, yeah, those are the things I think are cool. Oh, yeah. One more. I keep an eye on the OWASP HTML sanitizer, and this is the work of mostly uh, Michael Samuel. I'm like on the list and help with that wiki and you know, play with the library once in a while to make sure everything's humming along. But this is mostly Michael Samuel's work. It's a Java-based sanitizer that takes untrusted HTML, runs it through a rule system, and spits out safe HTML. And again, this is mostly Michael Samuel's work. And but it's an instrumental tool in the world of Java. I know a lot of people are using it. I've spent years promoting this work. And and it's a pain in the butt to keep this control up to date. It's basically an HTML5 parser. I digress. That's the collection of things that I'm working on in the, in the OWASP world. I love OWASP. And I find that I'm happier and more effective if I keep my nose out of politics and do more like technical contribution. That's kind of my, my personal mantra. And, and I, I fail to do that on, from time to time. And I pay the price with mental anguish. But I love technically contributing to OWASP. That's kind of my, my theme. All right, there you go. What, we need some more questions. What, what's going on here? <laughs> well, thanks. Please. That's a, a long list. We appreciate it. Whoa. A lot going on there. A lot, of go a lot going on. And keep in mind, with, with every project I mention, there's other people, right? There's OP. There's a lot of other intelligent people who are contributing, pushing, uh, helping, coding in, in some way. So these are just efforts I'm related to. I'm not, I'm not like holding them up on my own. These are these are team sports, and I have you know I have one part in it in some way. It's like you know I I, I feel embarrassed to even mention the OWASP job encoder. What do I do? I edit the wiki, right? Yeah, big deal. I edit the wiki and look at support calls, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to keep the pulse going. But the real brains behind a lot of these projects are other people that I'm trying to support in some way. And, I, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that place in the universe, right? That's a good, that's a good place to be.
It is. It takes a lot, you know, uh, to work on things, to put things together, keep it going. So I uh, appreciate everything that you do and plus all the other people there. Uh, not named we're not you know we don't even know some of them maybe uh but they're out there they're working for this and so we appreciate all of them uh doing absolutely doing. absolutely yourself included robert thank you so uh today we're going to talk about cheat sheets you mentioned that at the beginning we're going to continue that uh cheat sheets OWASP cheat sheets what is it essentially so the, the OWASP cheat sheet series is a, a series of wiki pages that's it it's, it's a series of wiki pages that contain a collection of high value information on web security topics. You know, it was originally built primarily to be developer guides, like how to stop cross-site request forgery, how to deal with access control, how to do third-party JavaScript management, the Java bean validation cheat sheet, you know, little, little topics, digestible topics specific to developers the intention is we're basically writing a secure coding, uh, you know, project in some way where all the different subjects would be maintained independ- independently and autonomously at different paces, and you know, it's it's done pretty good in that area. This is some of the most heavily hit hit pages within the OWASP Foundation, and we also have folks from the assessment world, the mobile world, the defender world. There's a lot of draft work that we have that hasn't been published yet that's still ongoing, and so. Yeah, it's just a collection of single topic guides on primarily secure coding, but just AppSec in general. Okay. Yeah, I know I've seen quite a few references and OWASP top 10 and, and, of course, proactive controls and so forth. So that's good to know. So when did it start and how did it start? I mean, what was the origin of the cheat sheets? Oh, wow. I, I wish I had the exact date, but it started. it started perhaps even 10 years ago. And, and I'll, I'll give props to the... The, the true original creators of Cheat Sheets and OWASP. This was like the first three people, I believe, were Jeff Williams, who did the XSS Defense Cheat Sheet, Dave Wickers, who did like the SQL Injection Cheat Sheet, and Eric Sheridan, who did the Cross-Site Request Forgery Cheat Sheet. And, and from there, like I jumped in, again, other people's work, but I jumped in and built a wrapper project around that, helped participate in the original Cheat Sheets, and, and helped expand it from a three cheat sheet project to like a 30 or 40 cheat sheet project that we have today. And again, this is not my work. There's literally, I'd probably say about 50 different authors who have actively done major contribution that I've interacted with in some way over the, over the last many years. So it's a large community of people. The idea being that individual experts on individual topics can jump into one, you know, one micro topic and make it great, make it awesome so it's sensible for developers who want to address that particular risk or, or defense category. Again, again, the, again the, the theme of the podcast is, you know, it's a lot of other people assisting and doing work to, to make it happen. Well, how do they um, come up with ideas? How do you get people to, to do these cheat sheets? And how do they then say, hey, I'm really, I really want to do this. I, I have a topic I, I like to talk about. How do they get into uh, putting these together? It's a combination of ways. Like early on, w- w- to really build a project, I went out and recruited people. Like I knew people who were like, yeah, Robert, I knew people. Yeah, I know people, right? So, hey, you know people? Yeah, I know people. So yeah, I know people in AppSec and I, I would go and try to guilt them into volunteering their time. Or I'd see open source guides, contact the author and say, can I port this to OWASP and have you keep working on it? And 
most everyone was is very cool about it. Like at one point, I'd say one of the most popular guides in AppSec, um, if we go back over 10 years, a very famous guide. It was the the uh, the filter evasion cheat sheet over at hackers.com at, at hackers website from uh from Robert Hansen. And this is a massively hit artifact that we ported over to OWASP um, because he was closing down his site. So there's a second way. Some people just want to migrate content that fits to the series here well. The third way is people will, now that the project has gotten uptick, now that we've recruited enough people, enough people have volunteered to do missing topics, now that we've got momentum, we just get a lot of people who just want, want to add to the project in some way. And, you know, our goal as leaders of the project is to help facilitate getting the writing done, sometimes help tune up the wiki and to make sure that we're adding the right content. Right. So, you know, and we're making we're making sure that we're curating properly in some way. And I've been very casual on how I do it. Right. I'm just very happy to get writing contributors as as Dominique joins the project as lead. He's putting more of an academic bent on it, a little more of a fine tooth comb on it and putting more rigor into the content than, than I have in my leadership there. So this is great. We need fresh blood to push, make it even, to make it better. Right. And so that's kind of the the transition we're under and, and what we're working on now. And you know, keep an eye on our roadmap. You'll be able to see plans that we have to make things better. Well, with all the, uh, the cheat sheets and all the different topics, uh, and of course, over the years, I imagine some of them, you have to keep them up to date, right? Uh, what happens there? Do you, does somebody or yourself or somebody just continue to look at them and, and verify data that's out there or information, information that's out there? Well, some people will just let us know, hey, there's this big mistake in your cheat sheet. And I'm like, yeah, how, how, can, we, how can we make it better? And they'll say, well, you should do this, this, and this. And then I go do that. Nice, nice and simple. Sometimes, like I, I follow a lot of the XSS defense theory out there. So, you know, I, I tend to keep a close eye on those pages, make sure they're up to date. Just did a bunch of changes to the DOM-based prevention cheat sheet to, to, to clean up those rules. When was I last digging into that? I was digging into that like in late November. I did a couple, you know, a couple dozen edits to the DOM cheat sheet to make sure that was all clean. And it, it's, it's a hodgepodge. It's a, it's, a, it's a random push from a variety of different efforts, people complaining, people just who are supporting individual topics already. Like I, I see a group of folks when it comes to the HTTPS uh, cheat sheet, I don't even like have a lot of conversations. This is the transport layer protection cheat sheet. Just people jump in and keep it up to date because it's a hot topic. You know, we lost uh, James Bowie. What did James do? James also jumped in in December just to make a little surgical hit. He updated the link to where the EV certificate validation guide is located, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but you know, little edits are done on a very regular basis. And there's, there's Torsten Giggler. He's one of the main um, contributors to this. He made quite a few small edits to it recently to update, to update a couple things. So people jump in and participate in a variety of different ways. Again, our job as leaders is when people email our main list or they, they make a suggestion and they may not have a wiki account and it's a good suggestion to make something better. We have to take it seriously. Make sure that change is triaged, and either they get a wiki account, or we just go and take it upon ourselves to make the edit. So we, you know, we, we take all the advice from the community seriously to make it better over time. And if we, if we're, if we're, if we're disciplined enough to keep doing that, then the project just naturally gets better and and, and, and up to date over time. 
Okay. Well, thinking about those who are using the cheat sheets, uh, so let's say, uh, for example, uh, developers, you know, if you're targeting developers primarily, uh, so a developer comes to the site, comes to Wawasp, uh, hears about a cheat sheet, looks at it. What can they get out of the cheat sheet? What would be some things that they should be looking for when they're looking at a cheat sheet typically? Well, if if secure coding is new for them, they can flip on the master cheat sheet tab and the master cheat sheet tab and look at the major topics that we're addressing, like authentication, session management, access control. Now, this also is in line with the OWASP proactive controls, which is a nice sister document to read to help absorb some of the cheat sheets as well. Once you know what individual topic you want to dive into, like say say you've heard about clickjacking and you want to read more about it, clickjacking cheat sheet will, like in the, ba- the main structure of all cheat sheets is like this, where we start by briefly talking about what the, what the uh, a category is, what clickjacking UI redress is. Because it's already been well addressed at OWASP, has its, has its own link on clickjacking. We just link out to it and then talk about the defense categories, how to defend with CSP frame ancestor, how to defend with X frame options, uh, how to defend with, you know, best for now, pure JavaScript and so on. And, there, and so the developer should be able to read this and be able to actively use it to provide defense on their web application in a relatively short amount of time. So that's some of the cheat sheets like clickjacking. Other ones like access control. Access control is insane, Robert. It's a it's a ginormous topic, almost as big as authentication, because we can talk about role-based access control. We can talk about attribute-based access control, otherwise known as permission-based access control. We can talk about the different trade-offs, different, different ways to enforce access control at different layers of your application. We can talk about function level access control. We can talk about URL access control, or we can basically talk about like app level exposure access control versus function level access control versus data level access control. It's it's a party. It's complex. So the access control cheat sheet is more like a mini guide, and uh, and developers are still going to have questions after even reading that guide. It's just a complex topic when you really get into it. What else? And other, other guides like authentication are also comprehensive. And other guides like, say, say uh, uh, CSRF are single topics. So, again, for, for, for some of these topics that are really narrow focused, developers can jump in, gain some defensive benefit, and, and they're out, right? In, in other ways, developers are going to need to dig deeper. Like for authentication, you can't just casually go fix authentication per se. There's a series of cheat sheets that are in the family. There's the authentication cheat sheet, the forgot password cheat sheet, the password storage cheat sheet. And we haven't even gotten into more complex topics like OAuth or OpenID Connect or SAML or federation systems. And it, so depending on the topic, the cheat sheet will address that topic at a different level. Hey Jim, I'm looking at the uh, OWASP cheat sheets website, and I see right on. I see the kind of setup of developer builder assessment breaker. Then there's this draft and beta section at the bottom, and I was just curious: is are those ready for if a developer comes to this page and they say they see oh application security architecture, but it's in the draft and beta section? Does that mean it's it, it, it you would recommend that they still use it, or should they use it with some caution? Or what's what's your guidance there? That's a good question. So, you know, sometimes 
you have dirty laundry. Sometimes you got to put that dirty laundry out and you got to not be ashamed of the dirty laundry because we all have it, Chris. You got dirty laundry too, Chris. You know, we all do. And it's got to be washed. So that's the dirty laundry section. That's our shame. Those are those are cheat sheets that are half done or or somewhat done that are that are parked and not ready to be pushed live. At the top of each of those cheat sheets, you'll say draft cheat sheet work in progress. So at least even if someone clicks on individual draft cheat sheet, it will show that it's not ready to go. So what what we've committed to do this year, Dominique and I, and I've said this for a couple of years now, but this is the year we're actually going to do it, right? And that's we're either going to update the draft items there and promote them to a live cheat sheet when they're ready to go, or we're going to take them off the project and, and get rid of them. So we're under we're under guns to to actually do this. And there's a method to my madness. What I'll do is someone says they want to do a key management cheat sheet and they they seem legitimate like they want to do it. I'll put that key. I'll put it up there. Yeah, I'm going to push that live. That looks good, actually. Look at this key management cheat sheet. Let's look at this. There's the intro, general guidelines, considerations, algorithm. I got to read it one more time. But this looks, oh wow, this looks like it's actually ready to, to get get a push. So I need to go. I need to go through some of these. I think the key management is one that I want to see integrated into the project because it's close to being ready to go. Others like the, like what are the other ones? How about the business logic security? Yeah, we're getting some of that done. That needs a once-over for it to be pushed live. Let's keep going. Let's go one more, Chris. Insecure direct object reference. Man, that looks pretty. That looks pretty damn lovely too. Yeah, so it yes, looks like a lot of these. Ready. A lot of these are ready to be pushed, and I guess uh, I guess one of the calls to action we can have coming out of here for folks that are listening is if you've been looking for an OWASP project to get involved in, go to Absolutely. the cheat sheets, take a look at draft and beta, and see. Because I'm looking at a couple of these, going, you know, I could probably give you some insight on secure SDLC. On, Good um, man. So yeah, I'm going to take a look at some of these as well, and and um, look for ways to potentially help uh, help on this side. But for our listeners as well, take a look at the Cheat Sheets project, look in the draft and beta, and if, if you're an expert or you know a lot about something in one of these categories, jump, reach out to these folks and, and get involved. That's that's my message about awesome. OWASP, get involved. So more concise answer to your question, I'm either going to push, promote a few of these into the project today, some of these are going to be on our need a lot of work and they'll be on our draft list to to work on through 2018 and then on new year's day we're going to have a cheat party me and dominic it's going to be a really brief party where we make a decision that it's either ready to go or it's out of the project so there will not be a draft in beta section anymore as the project moves into 2019 or just the project matures this year so i'm glad i'm glad you pointed pointed that out we got to have because that just confuses people, and a few people have complained about that. It's days are numbered, Chris. That's what I'm trying to say. So you have less than a year to uh, to go in and, and uh, make a decision on some of these if you haven't already, right? So if somebody's save, interested in something, save the draft cheat sheet. That's that's the message here. If you want to save <laughs> any the of these message. things, you got to step up today, or these things are going off the cliff, people. And right. I got to say, this is all, these are all heavily hit resources it's these are things that that i i really i really want to take seriously so i'm going to make sure that i contact any of the existing authors who've listed themselves as authors before we drop it out of the project and still track those out of the project in some way to still get people and encourage people and help people 
to to work on these these cheat sheets. It's okay to cheat. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, you talked a little bit about some of the future here. Any other things that you're seeing uh, long term, uh, next few years uh, beyond that, uh, in terms of cheat sheets? Any any other thoughts on that? On, the, on this specific project, uh, take a look at the take a look at our roadmap. Right. This is Dominique jumping in, who is who is taking a a much closer look at the project and and what's hit and what needs weeds work and. We can see that there's five different cheat sheets on our immediate radar that we're both looking at. We want to get the server-side request forgery cheat sheet up and running. This is a really important web service topic around how malicious input sent to an external web service can manipulate the path of a dynamically created link that talks to an internal service. And you can even reroute those internal requests. This is, again, SSRF, server-side request forgery. Is it is legit and for real? We need to create it. So uh, Dominique's going to take lead there. I'll definitely, I'll definitely help. There's the forgot password cheat sheet. This is already in. This is already in a good place in terms of the content there. This is one of our older cheat sheets that's been maintained by a group of us from some banks and other big security companies. And so we're going to get some proof of concept code in there to help augment that heavily hit resource. There's the password storage cheat sheet. We want to talk about Argon 2 with a code sample. I also want to add in, it's usually a good idea to hash before you salt and before you use one of your, especially before you use one of the adaptive algorithms to make sure you're, you're uh, saving your password storage system from very long passwords or truncation problems and algorithms like, like Bcrypt. I believe some Bcrypt implementations, they truncate down to like 72 bytes. So if you hash first and then Bcrypt, it will it'll be a much much more rigorous or much better better defense mechanism. Those are the edits we're making to the password storage cheat sheet. OS command cheat sheet. We just need we just need a little little beef there and some demos or demo code on how to actually do the right defense in certain situations. And Ruby on Rails. We that just needs a, a lot of love. It needs to be updated. And someone jumped in and said they wanted to help. So you know, on our on our roadmap, we listed him as someone who wants to work on this. This is a place that we can now park our work in progress cheat sheets without muddying up other parts of the project. A lot of this is Dominique's leadership coming in. Got to I can only support what he's doing, what he's trying to accomplish here. There you go. There's some of the things that we're working on to augment the project over the next couple of months. Great. Lots of work. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. And uh, for our listeners, again, if you'd like to help, like to work on this, uh, get in touch. Uh, or if you've never heard about this, go check it out. Uh, see what's going on there. But Jim, we really appreciate you being here with us today. Do you have any uh, maybe final words you'd like to uh, impart to our listeners about cheat sheets or anything about a wasp? Well, it's it's great great to cheat. Uh, these cheat sheets are highly visible, heavily hit resources that helps developers all over the world and, and other security professionals over the world care about application security in some way. So if you have anything from the smallest little edit suggestion to a desire to write your own cheat sheet from scratch and maintain it forever, your 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 volunteerism, your, your consumerism of these and any feedback is always greatly appreciated. You can reach me at Jim at OWASP.org, J-I-M, at OWASP.org. And, you know, there's there's a lot of 
my, my thoughts on OWASP are there's a lot of waves at OWASP, you know, political and like it's a happens when human beings congregate. And that, that's, that's awesome. But you know, what I think is even more awesome is the, the, the massive amount of technical contribution that we see at OWASP through the wiki, through, through GitHub, through the different content projects and actual code projects at the organization and the people going to conferences and giving talks and doing training really, and they're not, they're not doing this to make a big buck. They're doing this because they care about the community. And, and it, it's easy to complain and look at parts of OWASP that don't suit your personal needs. Like I, that's, it's easy for me to point that out for myself, but you know, even more important is to find places within OWASP that do, that do feed you, that do, that that do support you in some way or places that you can actively help without without causing too much turmoil. I'll add that one in there. So you can find some positive ways to 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 contribute to OWASP. That that's where you should focus your attention. That's that that's my thought of OWASP, a thought about OWASP after being a part of the foundation for almost a decade now. There's a, there's such a huge organization with so much going on. It's easy to find things to complain about. But it's also easy to find places that that thrill you and do good. Then put your attention there. That's that's my word of the day about OWASP. And we appreciate it. Well, Jim, thanks again for joining Chris and I today. And you're always welcome back. Uh, we will make sure that uh, your crown's here for now. But uh, as you said, you know the challenge is out there to others as well. So uh, again, welcome. Uh, we welcome you again anytime and thanks for joining us today and one more you you too guys so 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 chris and robert you guys are the appsec podcast now so you've really done great work and i know as you do your first podcast you're like is, what is this gonna work is this, are we gonna do this but now you're like you're cranking now you're you're a production machine putting out appsec podcasts on an extremely regular basis with what i think is great content you're doing a great job you guys are the appsec podcast keep up the great work Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Application Security Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please do us a favor and visit the iTunes store and give us a five-star rating. Our intro music is 8-Bit Kung Fu by Bourne and TJ, and the outro is Southern Delight by Stefan Kartenberg. You can find us on Twitter at AppSecPodcast or on the web at www.appsecpodcast.org.